Welcome back to the Line to Gain podcast. This is episode 19, covering week 18 of the 2022 NFL season. Uh, Jeremy Dixon here, along with Mike Parker. It's, it's a dark day um, <laughs> in my my brain. Uh, Mike, welcome. What are you doing, man? How are you doing? What are we doing? Like, let's uh, let's get into this. Yeah, just living the dream, loving this football that we got in front of us. Um, ready to get down and dirty on week 18, see what happened, how everything played out. Uh, thank, I just want to say thank God DeMar Hamlin got released from the hospital. Today he's back home. Uh, what what an incredible turn of events, man. Like, thank God he's okay. And Yeah, it sounds like he got checked out by the doctors. He was admitted yesterday or today or something right. like that. They're like, yeah, he's clean and he's working with his doctors and the trainers at uh, with the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Uh, man, if this all works out and he's get a clean bill of health, maybe he can get back to playing football if that's what he wants to do. Right. Um, so I heard, yeah, I heard probably yeah that he should be good to go for the beginning of the season next year. Is kind of how they made it sound, but um, you know, it's just and the reason whatever he wants to do. Like, yeah, yeah. I, the I, reason I keep pushing well. it is like I'd like him to get you know vested, vested right. in in the in the pension. So yeah, if he can have, make it another about season and a half, I think he'll be good. I, I don't know how good of radio it would be, but I should have played that or a uh, podcast. That would be, but I should have played that seven minute clip from the Cleveland uh, TV show that um, like their post game, like local post game show. And I'm not even sure who that was. Uh, I sent it to you and you yeah, watched it yeah. as well, but uh, somebody just went on a tirade saying like, this is a, we, you know, like, this this young man, if he can never play football again, he's not going to be covered by insurance. He's not vested yet. You have to be, I think, in the league for four or five years to get the vesting. Three 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 seasons and three games. Okay, so you need to be into vested. your fourth season. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I mean it, that that's a problem all in itself. But they're um, basically going on the average career. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Be above the average career to to collect the pension. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank God he's doing well and uh, and is is home from the hospital. Um, you know, back well, hopefully with his teammates. And yeah, let's uh, let's let's dive into this, man. Let's get to our betting woes. I, I can't wait to hear hear yours, Mike. Um, not too bad this week, I have to say. I finished. Um, I'm back in the black. You bet on every game, right? Every single game, I did, and I did pretty well. I I mean, I did better than not i guess so it started off kind of dicey those first two games on saturday i had uh, las vegas plus nine and a half versus uh kansas city um ended up losing that because it was a boat race kansas city hammered uh the raiders they were doing organized dances on the field and stuff that uh, i was like what is this really weird the ring around the rosy i think i got a holding call on that but it was a touchdown Yeah, the second game uh, of the evening was uh, Titans at Jaguars. Jaguars. Um, <clears throat> I had Tennessee money line. I was kind of like hedging my karmic bet here because I was kind of rooting for the Jaguars, but mm-hmm. uh, just figured Vrabel would figure it out. And for a big chunk of that game, he did. But ultimately, Jacksonville won, lost that. Uh, and then uh, I had the New York Jets money line at Miami. Uh, Miami ended up winning that game, uh, of course. I had the Jets. I'm just going to go throw mine in when you're sure, sure. because yeah, uh, yeah. otherwise I think it's going to take too long. Uh, I had the Jets too minus long. one at Miami as well um, and lost that one. 
All right, I had Cleveland at Pittsburgh at the Pittsburgh money line. I hit that. I got on a bit of a streak here. I had Pittsburgh minus three versus Cleveland. I won that too. So I had the Houston money line. Won that. Um, I lost the Tampa Bay money line um, bet to Atlanta. They had their like second, third stringers in there. Um, Carolina sneaked out a win there, uh, 10-7. And then Minnesota money line, Seattle money line. Minnesota minus seven and a half and won that too. So. Nice. And then, and then, and then, and then. So I, I went two and one and uh, I'm at $210 on the season right now. So. Oh, nice. There so, you go. Plus All right. 210. Let's go. So, right, um, so go, yeah, rip through the rest of your yeah so I had, I had the Chargers at Denver. I had the Denver money line. So this was it's not disgusting. so much like I really feel. It was more of a bet against what the chart. I felt the Chargers. This is such a Chargers move to lose going into the playoffs. Plus, I was offsetting that with kind of your bad karma as it relates to Denver. And I'm like, it's not going to go the way he wants it to go. So I'm like, I have to bet Denver in that case. Um, then everything else went kind of chalk um, for that, uh, for the rest. Well, I guess not. Um, I hit San Francisco minus 14. Uh, Washington won. Who would have thunk? Uh, that Dallas played horribly. And then I had the Green Bay money line in that final game and Detroit ended up winning. So on the week, plus 764.92. So that really offset my losses from the last two weeks where I didn't win one friggin' game. Yeah. And I ended up with a 240.99 uh, in, in the black there. So I see you. Yeah. recovery. Yeah, man. Good job. Good job. All right, let's get to these games. Let's go. All right. Kansas City at Las Vegas. There isn't really too much to talk about this game. Casey defense had six sacks, an interception, and um, one lost fumble. They had another, but uh, Chris Jones decided to make a business decision and not dive onto the ground. I, I guess I get it. Um, yeah, Mahomes made fire, man. Huh? So they, they they look really good going into the playoffs offensively right for sure. They're firing on all yeah. cylinders, and I, and I suppose I am a huge uh, opponent of pulling your starters out as you go into the playoffs. I remember um, the Colts used to do this with Peyton Manning. And I always felt like the Colts were like a team that needed to be in sync. And if they missed a week of just game speed and being in sync and, you know, dissecting defenses, they came out slow uh, in the playoffs. And um, they, I think if they, Perhaps if they played a little bit more of their starters in the front half of those games, they would have uh, um, done better historically. Although KC, you know, they were still playing for that first, you know, position, which they ended up getting. Um, I think Mahomes made some great throws. The run game was firing in all cylinders. Uh, It was a pretty good team win. Um, Obviously, like I mentioned, KC secures the number one seed in the first round bye. Yeah, um yeah. They're playing their best football right now, it feels like. And, you know, it's it's always the right time to be doing that going into the playoffs. So we'll see see how they, uh, you know, and they really backed into that first round bye. Um, you know, good good on them. And what – so uh, did we we didn't really talk about um, – because I, I think we had already recorded last week when they came out with the, the scenarios for – what what they're going to do so is it if buffalo makes it to the afc championship game they're going to play that on a neutral field correct against casey yeah. okay oh yeah right that's what i meant um okay so yeah i mean i guess 
I, I have a sneaking suspicion that this uh, that the NFL is going to see some value in uh, having a neutral field uh, championship games in both both conferences at some point in the not too distant future. Oh, that's interesting that they they just commit to that moving forward. I, I don't know. Then what's the point of the season? Like I, securing I that too. first spot means something. It right. should mean something. So well, but the, they can. Yeah, I mean, they can say it's giving you a, a buy. We're giving you a buy. I suppose. I, suppose. I mean, I just feel like the NFL makes business. Like you said, Chris Jones no, you're made right. a business decision. They you're make, right. Absolutely. They're, they're they're chasing that dollar more often than not. So. Yep. All right. Side note on this: uh, Microsoft needs to step it up. Um, every time I type Mahomes, it's underlined with red. And um, honestly, they better recognize. Get that fixed. We got to do better. I like it. Okay. All right. Uh, Tennessee at Jacksonville next game. Um, as we mentioned um, on our predictions last week, I had uh, I thought Vabral. V- What's his name? Vrabel. Michael Vrabel <laughs> had a team uh, had his team prepared, and they were playing very well in the first half. His defense and running game came to play. There's no question. I also saw some creative plays uh, for Josh Dobbs. They had this play action, quick throw for the touchdown to a Conquo. I, I think I nailed it. Um, Jacksonville, on the other other hand, seemed to be making this a chicken uh, kitchen sink game. Um, they were th- doing all sorts of things. They ran an option, like reverse play, that led to a turnover. I like I didn't understand what they were doing there, but kudos for them for trying. Um, ultimately, it was. Um, an interception, a long interception thrown by Dobbs that kind of changed the momentum in Jackson's favor. Jackson's defense stepped it up after that. Their intensity was insane. Uh, They ended up scoring a TD on a strip sack recovery. Um, I think that really is what put Jacksonville uh, over the top there. Uh, They won the AFC South, obviously, and the number four seed as a result of that. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee, you can't – they can't play from behind. I mean, you're you're too one-dimensional. Especially, I mean, not that Ryan Tannehill's God's gift to quarterbacks, but he he definitely at least can move the ball a little bit. Um, you know, when you get get behind, when you have Josh Dobbs as your quarterback, like what what the hell are you gonna do? So um, tough tough game for uh, for Tennessee. I, I really like Mike Vrabel. I think we've talked about that quite a few times right. on here. <clears throat> I think we both it's probably top five, top six coach in the league. Yeah, honestly, I I expected him to to. I expected the team to be prepared. Let's just put uh, yeah, it that way. Yeah, I, I figured they were going to give give Jacksonville a give them a run, but uh, yeah, unfortunately they couldn't couldn't win that one. But side note, after that game, they fired four of their uh, uh, assistant coaches. Wow! So offense coordinator, defense coordinator, and a couple other cats. Yeah, cleaning house. Yes. Sir. Not good enough, says Rabel, or Rubble. Okay. All right, uh, next game, Tampa Bay-Atlanta. This game didn't have any playoff implications, win or lose. Tampa Bay was in. They won the uh, NFC South. They were the four seed. A bright note here for Atlanta, um, throw away his first start. Ritter looks like a competent quarterback. I agree. He made some really good throws, had his uh, first two TDs of his career in this game, so um, good job by you. Uh, I, I watched a little little clip of this, or a little bit of this game. Not not a whole whole bunch, but uh, I heard the. Uh, I think it must have been on the red zone, and the um, announcers are like, "Oh, 
Tom Brady, he just threw the ball and turned around and put his hands up to so that the defenders wouldn't hit him. Because uh, he's like, you know, we are, we're already in the playoffs. Like, what the hell am I even doing out here? And then, like, two series later, they pulled him out. So. Well, because he went to the sideline. Go, what am I doing here? Right. Shouldn't even been. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's my day now. off. <laughs> I'm leaving now if you guys don't quit messing around. What's that, uh, that line from Clerics? I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I will man. say, uh, in addition to Ritter, um, I think Atlanta has a good core group of playmakers with Algier, uh, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. Um, I like yeah. their coach, Arthur Smith. Uh, it's been a really tough year for him, honestly. He seemed to have a lot of bad calls, just ripping victory from his clutches all year. Um, if they have a good draft, I would expect them to improve by two to three games next year. So I think yeah. they have a good core there. I think they have a good coach. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and if Ritter, I mean, if you just got your quarterback of the future in the third or fourth round or whatever, they, they drafted him somewhere down there. Like, that's good for them. Well, I may say this. Like, I think this applies to a lot of players. You asked some questions about Justin Fields. We'll get to a little bit later, and I think it applies to him. Um, quarterback development isn't like a linear thing. It's not like – Every week you are gradually getting better at your job. What ends up happening is over time you are learning a little bit, learning a little bit, and then all of a sudden everything becomes clear and you take a massive jump in competency and skill and you know, and ability. And if, if he can make that jump, that really leaves Atlanta open, their options open to like really build in other parts of the team. Let's shore up our offensive line. Let's shore up yeah. our defensive line. Let's get a pass rush. Let's, let's have some depth in, in our secondary. Let's, maybe we can get another receiver out there, you know? Agreed. All right, our next game is New England at Buffalo. Um, I thought this, well, obviously this game was really close at halftime, um, but I felt like, you know, Buffalo did their job and uh, just pulled away in the second half. They eliminated um, New England, obviously. Uh, Buffalo secured the number two spot in the AFC, um, so they should have home field advantage at least until the um, the uh, and the uh, AFC championship, championship game. And it, like we had mentioned before, and if they play Kansas City, it'll be on a neutral field. So definitely right. an advantage for Buffalo. Otherwise, in that regard. So the only way they play that on a neutral field, though, is if it's Buffalo versus Correct. Kansas City. Correct. Yeah, so, yeah. Got it. So, um, yeah, I mean, that yeah. It, it was Buffalo. You know, I knew when I heard that DeMar Hamlin was able to call the team and do like a Zoom call with them. Uh, they gave him a little juice like, there, they're you gonna, think? They're going to go beat the yeah. crap out of New England. So. Um, good for them, you know, securing that. I, I was it 14-14 at halftime, though, right? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I was. So I almost, like, went all in on this game, like, in my personal betting. Uh, I had, like, 50 bucks left in my account, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to just throw it all on Buffalo to win this game by whatever it was, 12 points, 13 points, something like that. Right. Or, no, maybe it was nine and a half is what it was, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, um, I chickened out at the last minute because I'm just like, man, I don't know. But That's not um, like you. I know, right? <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, no, good, good on Buffalo for getting it done and um, at least securing that number two seed. Sure, yeah, knocking uh, New England out. So how, I mean, that's yeah. pretty fitting. Like over the years, new you know New England's finally kind of pushed Buffalo around, and they finally got an opportunity to do that. So it was great to see. Yeah, great to see. Good job by them. All right, next game, Minnesota at Chicago. This game didn't matter really at all minnesota one uh, has a three seed in the nfc playoffs yay chicago with the loss has an opportunity well they well 
I put it as I was writing it. Had an opportunity to have the fir- uh, to have the first pick. Right. We'll talk about what how that progressed as we go on. So more on that later. Not not much else to really talk about. They no. played backups and everything. Was, yeah, not a great game. Not a great game. Not a great, at least not a great game to watch. That's a great summary. Not a great game. Yeah. All right, next game: Baltimore at Cincinnati. Um, I felt Baltimore competed in the game like they have a tendency to do. The defense has been print playing uh, pretty lights out over the last few few weeks. Roquan Smith just got a contract. Hundred hundred million for what six years or good something like him. that. Yeah, good for him. Uh, highest paid linebacker in the league. Um, I think their problem obviously is no skill positions. They've started three quarterbacks this year. Um, a revolving door at running back and receiver. Um, I'm not sure why Anthony Brown threw 44 times in this game, but it led to uh, three turnovers, two interceptions, and a sack fumble. Um, with the win, Cincinnati secures the number three seed uh, and a home game. They do have to play Baltimore again in the first round, so that kind of sucks. I'm like, I'm tired of watching yeah. these two teams well, play. And there's, yeah, I mean, we're and Seattle's playing San Francisco in the first round. There's all these uh, three, you know, like either rematches or or third matchups between teams in the uh in the first round of the playoffs here yeah yeah so be interesting so this like i got this feeling it, it seems like there's a little uh lamar jackson quote you got me you, you should have paid me when you had the chance now i'm injured end quote kind of energy floating around there what do you think oh yeah i mean i I, I'm pretty sure I brought it up. Um, I, I still have a little hamstring soreness. Yeah, well, I, I, I think I brought it up on the podcast uh, the week after he got injured and um, like week 10 or whatever it was. And Richard Sherman was like, Lamar Jackson, but if I'm him, I'm not playing again this year. Like, <laughs> no, hell no. Like, you want me back? Like, cut that check, baby. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I, I Richard would, I Sherman, the him. voice of reason. I don't blame him. Yeah. No, not so, at all. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta protect yourself, man. At the end of the day, you do. It's all yeah, because when the NFL cuts you when you're not when you're not good enough to play anymore, it's all business decisions. So. All right. Now we mentioned back in the Chicago uh, recap um, that first pick in the NFL draft, Houston had it. They were at it. Indiana. This game had zero playoff implications. However, with Houston winning, uh, it because they had the tie. It locked Chicago into the first pick. My question to you, Jeremy, does it even matter for Houston? For all intents and purposes, Chicago has their quarterback. Uh, would they even draft Bryce Young? No, um, but they're going to probably – well, like that's the thing. They're probably like, – Houston can still get them at number two unless well, teams no, trade up. Somebody's going to trade up with Chicago. I'm pretty, everybody's assuming that Indianapolis is going to trade up from four to one. To get him, yeah, or to get uh, to get somebody, we don't know. Like what I mean, each team, like there's some teams that uh, I've heard. Like I heard Carolina thinks Will Levis or Levis is the number one quarterback on their board ahead of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. So I think that the likelihood that that Chicago picks at number one is pretty small. And if they do, that that this is where the question comes in. And I wasn't even really like bringing this to the podcast. I was just like asking. I put you, it in here. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I, I was just. Well, I was just kind of asking you on the side. But um, do you want to do that at the end? We'll, we'll do it. Or? We'll no. We'll do it in the question of the week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess they technically to, could. Yeah. So we'll we'll yeah we'll get into that more a little bit later. It's a great question. It's a great thought exercise. Um, we'll, Houston. Yeah. So I I was I actually went to a baseball or a sports card show for the first time in like twenty five years probably on Sunday, 
uh, just because I was not I was I just didn't want to stress myself out watching the Denver Broncos game. Jesus, uh, man, trying you are to get way, wound way too tight for this. I am, I know, <laughs> and I didn't want to waste my time watching the Seahawks because I was like figuring they were going to win and blow their draft pick out of the water that way as well. But um, yeah, I see on my on my phone. I'm kind of checking scores like periodically, and I'm like holy shit Houston just won and then I like read the what happened they went so they threw a Hail Mary Mm. at the end of the game like a crazy like pretty deep Hail Mary and then go for two to win the game and lose the first number one overall pick to Chicago and then Lovey Smith uh, got fired before the day was through actually before the afternoon games were even, even over I think he was already fired so part of the question, um, the, the, I, that idea, like what, you, what the team should have done in that scenario, we were asking that you asked that of me earlier this week. So we mm-hmm. can go into depth kind of what, whether they should have just thrown the ball out of bounds or something. So yes. we'll, we'll touch back on that a little bit later. Yeah. So that's an interesting conversation there. All right. So next game, New York Jets at Miami. Um, Kill Mike McDaniel's and Miami sneak into the playoffs on a horrible performance. I think they got three field goals and a Sage uh, Rosenfels uh, or Skylar Thompson. Sky, Sage, Skylar, AKA, Sage, don't call me Sage. Sage yeah. Rosenfels Thompson. <laughs> um, there were some rumors out there about the fire of Mike McDaniel's. I thought that was really weird. Um, he's he's definitely improved your ability to game plan um, and with the right players in place he's going to elevate your team and I think the, the if that's even as a question in the mind of the, the the football franchise and the GM they should be fired the, the guy who owns it is just like I, I have to sell this I'm not my mind's not right so that would be a huge mistake in my opinion I, I hope they I hope they fire him and trade Tua and bring in Tom Brady and Sean Payton personally, just because uh, Primo is my, my good friend. Primo is a Miami Dolphins diehard fan. Jeez, and I would love to watch Throwing Tom Brady to Primo just again. suffer in you know with playing. I mean, maybe he'd do well. I'm sure he's got those receivers down there are lights out. But um, I just think Tom, how how much longer can he keep playing? I don't think two is long for this league. Maybe give him a couple more years, but I'm not sure he's going to last that long. I heard Rick Neuheisel on an interview on a podcast last week, and he was like, I'm hearing rumblings that um, there may be a lawsuit coming down the pipe from Tua against the NFL because of the uh, because they fired that um, independent neurologist or whatever that was supposed to be monitoring whether or not and sent him back into the game and he got a second concussion. Um, so, or said he didn't have a concussion, let him come back in the game, and he got the second one early in the season. So, um, I guess, yeah, he was Rick Neuheisel was saying that because of the, the, yeah, they're basically admitting guilt by firing the guy. Um, that two has probably got a pretty hefty lawsuit. Wait, wait, wait. He's, he didn't say there's rumblings that this is happening. This is just one of his crazy theories that he comes up with. I mean, he doesn't come up with that many crazy theories. I mean, he's kind of off the wall with some of the shit that he says. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he he did say he's hearing. Yeah, I mean, he said he's hearing rumblings that that's. So just for happen. clarity, this is Rick Neuheisel yeah. talking out of his ass. There's no actual I mean, there's real no, proof. He to didn't this. offer any proof with okay, it, but I thought go. it was interesting. Cool. Save Rick Neuheisel. All right, 
Pretty pretty straightforward that game. Miami win. They're yeah. in seven seed. Congratulations. You're gonna get your ass whooped by the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. All right. Carolina at New Orleans. Um, I do uh, name this the No One Cares Bowl. Um, at least Steve Wilkes will have another win on his resume. So. Yeah, good for him. I, he's not getting the job long term. Well, anyway. he's still in contention. He's still on the list. They're not. But but that's like the list is the list. Right. So it's unlikely. Well, and like you know, the hiring. Pri- yeah, we don't need to get into NFL. We've talked. We've talked about it earlier this year about the statistics and these owners have a tendency to hire people that they feel are like them, um, and that's you know. White the, the sad thing is, is that Jeff Saturday has a probably probably has a better job of keep keeping on for next year, coaching, uh, being a head coach in the NFL than Steve Wilkes does. Hmm. Probably. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And man, you put it like that. It, it's kind of really. Let's sit on that for a moment, audience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, while you're thinking about that, we're going to move on to Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Um, Cleveland is pathetic. Uh, they have a sexual predator at quarterback. Um, Not even playing well. Like, <laughs> throwing two interceptions, taking seven sacks, and a fumble. He did recover that one, though. Um, their defensive end wants out. Their owner should be in federal prison, and a coach doesn't seem to understand uh, what his offense is good at. Right. They're in a lot of trouble. Um, it couldn't have happened to a, to a nicer franchise, so F those yeah. guys. What, uh, do better. Do you, do you see? I know you you hate Deshaun. Or you you hate the idea that Deshaun Watson even has a job in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But I mean, do you chalk this up to him just missing whatever eighteen months of being an NFL quarterback, or it's just rust that's he's playing so poorly? Or you think he's just not? I mean, because he never was that great of a quarterback for Houston. He just had like he would show flashes of. He had one. I would call great year not elite year but great right. year just above like a average, tier below yeah. uh, but but way above way above above, above average, above average yeah. okay. so average good great elite let's yeah. i'd put him in the great that year that um i think jj watt said hey man we we wasted a really good year for you like as yeah. they're walking off in that last game i think he played very well obviously all pro level at that point and then he ne- hadn't played a game in like 2 years so I think you have a very small window in this game. And if you're not learning and you're not progressing and you're not getting those reps, like is how can he get that game experience, which is really what it comes down to. He can sit there and do, you know, battle ropes in a uh, nice training center that he's paying $10,000 a month for. He can have the personal trainers. He can be in shape, cardio health. But until you get out there and you look at those defenses, these guys are teeing off on them. Things start moving a lot, you know, real fast. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it works. Um, I, you know, am hoping that he eventually just is out of the league. Um, Cleveland's going to be hamstrung with this contract. I mean, there's $230 million is sitting in an escrow account right now that they cannot use to hire other talent um, because of this a-hole. So um, good luck to them next year, Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I agree, man. Like, couldn't have happened to a better uh, better team. And I, and I, like, before all of this stuff happened, you know, I I'm, was born in Cleveland. I have a lot of family that have been Cleveland fans. It's kind of ingrained in me. 
Like I followed, I had followed the Browns. Is that that's who your dad? Is he a Cleveland Browns fan? Yeah, he's. A, I mean, I think Seahawks probably number one, and then, um, and then Cleveland. But like I'm saying, it's like in my DNA right. to a certain extent. So to have that happen to that team, I'd rather them go zero and sixteen than to have that pos on the team. And I'm I'm not too happy about the owner either. I think he's an idiot. Yeah. So. Sure does seem like it. And um, it couldn't happen to a better city at all because they the Cleveland double doubles down on these two right. knuckleheads. Right. right. Congratulations, Cleveland. Yeah. Glad you lost. Find an industry. Do something. All right. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, has made an amazing run, winning six of their last seven games, putting them a Miami loss away from making the playoffs. Um, man. They had a good game manager in Kenny P. I thought he did pretty well. He seems to have some confidence and some maturity. Um, you don't normally see that level in a rookie quarterback. Um, and they traded into the end of the first round to, to take him last year, so they get that fifth-year option on him. And I mean, he looks he looks better than half the quarterbacks from this, the year I'm before. I'm telling you, with the stellar defense, not that their defense was super stellar. They were kind of like up and down throughout the season. Right. T.J. Watt was in and out. Yeah, but generally speaking, they have a really, really good defense, and that combined with a game manager type quarterback that can make some throws, it seems like if you can put 21 points on the board in most weeks, that defense is going to get you the win. And I think Kenny P is definitely capable of putting up you know three touchdowns or at least or at least getting them in position to score those three touchdowns maybe he's not throwing it maybe he's handing it off but moving between those 20s getting into that red zone and it's kind of like Stetson Bennett from Georgia it feels like like he just doesn't look like a great like he's not like a physical specimen by any means right as a quarterback but he just gets the job done well we'll see what Stetson does I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm comparing him to maybe Kirk Cousins, like a poor man's Kirk Cousins. I mean, they're probably the same age, right? Stetson and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> oh, I see. What you're saying. I thought you were talking about Kenny Pickett. I'm like, man, I feel like Kenny Pickett's got they're a all kind better of old, head right? on his shoulders than maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Kirk Cousins, but who knows? That that religional age, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go on to the Chargers at Denver. This was a classic case. I said it earlier of Chargers being Chargers. Um, I'm not a huge proponent of going into the playoffs with a losing streak, uh, especially as a wild card. So um, I don't know. You you either play the game, uh, play to win the game, or you just put in your backups. And I, I swear, true to Staley form, he kind of hedges He's only goes down. He goes for fourth down, but only sometimes. He's not consi- like if you want to be an analytics guy, you have to like commit to that stat, right? You have to commit to the analytics. But he kind of like in and out of it, dips his toe in, you know, runs away. And he kind of did that with. He played his starters for like a three quarters of the of the game. They were kind of getting run out of the stadium, I guess, to a certain extent. I mean, well, they were like coming back when. They pulled just. I mean, their their defense couldn't stop Denver, right. who has the worst offense in the NFL. I hate Brandon Staley. I hate the Chargers now. They are my <laughs> least favorite team. I hope. Whoa, they, whoa, whoa. I, tell, hope, I, I, I hope need you to tell fire, me. Don't lie to me. Tell I, me I how you really feel. They fire Brandon this. Staley after this year, after his shitbag team lost to the freaking Denver Broncos on the last week of the season. Oh, and I know pulled, where this is coming from. Like I'm. <laughs> 
I'm done. I'm done. I hope he never works another day in his life in the NFL. Hope Justin Herbert breaks his goddamn leg. Screw all of them. All of them. Jesus, Justin Herbert. Burn in NFL hell. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now, we'll uh, move on. Speaking of hell, um, New York Giants at Philadelphia. uh, Pretty conservative game by both teams. Um, Not sure we were able to draw too many conclusions based on the result of this game. Jalen Hurts comes back. That it was it was his first game uh, back, and I think he missed two the two previous games. Right. Uh, Dallas and New Orleans. Um, the, my, my Gardner Minshew hot take was did not live up to. Uh, or I guess it lived up to my hot take. I think the moment was a little too big for him. Um, we'll see. I'm, I still have stock. Um, it's it's a bear market for him right now, for sure. Um, Giants were locked into a six seed regardless of the results. Uh, they didn't. They had their backup quarterback in. He looked okay. Looked okay. This Web kid. Um, Philly locked in the number one seed with the win. Um, more importantly for Philly, I think they have that first round bye. Um, they limped into the last quarter of the season, and uh, two weeks rest for this team is going to be the most powerful piece of this equation. Yeah, getting, um, getting Hurts back to full strength. Exactly. Sure, Win your division, check. Secure number one seed, check. Um, win your conference. I guess we'll see. They, they don't. They get the, the road to the uh, Super Bowl goes through Philly. So. Yep. All right. No coin flips or anything there. All right. Yeah. Arizona at San Francisco. Um, Arizona is a ghost of what they started with. Um, kind of ghosts of football's past, if you will. Um, they look good again for about a quarter and a half, and then San Francisco pass rush just started to chip away at that uh, Arizona offense. Um, right after that, San Francisco running game picked up, a quick pass game, and just it, that closed them out. Um, man, Arizona's got a good couple of guys. We'll see how they look next year. Um, they have a lot of free agents too. I'm yeah, sure. So. And I, I keep hearing stuff on. I mean seeing stuff on the internet that's saying that they're looking at like they might just be going into full rebuild mode here and shipping off Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I heard about that. Um, I don't think Michael, what's the, a Bidwell should be managing the team. I, right. Because they fired, uh, well, yeah. yeah, Okay. So, um, a couple shout outs for this JJ Watt, Final game. Yeah, um, he's played in every single stadium in the NFL. And the, la- the last last two, two were, yeah, the were last, two last weeks were that's last crazy. Stadiums. I mean, that's kismet, if you will. Funny how that lined up. Um, what an two impressive sacks in the game. Yeah, do it three to four, man. What an impressive career, right? Not only on the football field, but on Hard Knocks. He was on two two seasons of Hard Knocks. That's where I kind of like started to really appreciate the the level of effort and skill that he had in that game out there on the jugs machine at night, um, just taking you know catches and catches and catches. Um, He's a very likable dude. His teammates love him. He seems to to kind of get it, like the business, the football, the grind, you know, all those types of things. Um, And we talked about this last week. He's for sure a first ballot Hall of Famer. And if you don't like him. Um, it's only because he was crushing your quarterback. Yeah. If you don't like him, you don't like yourself. So I had added this note, this shot out before I found the news. So as I'm kind of researching through this note, I saw a news article. So I'm going to read the note first and then my response to okay. what I found out. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, shout out to him. Arizona should retain him. This is what I put. 
Uh, his players seem to like him. They respond to him. He's real about his passions and his limitations um, around being a head coach. So he was really um, talking about what he really enjoyed about the position. And, the, you know, there's other stuff that kind of get in the way. And I, I felt that level of honesty was important. Yeah. Um, there, um, yeah, honesty, it's for life and football, honestly. Um, yeah. He seems like a good dude, man. When you watch watching him on Hard Knocks, he seems like. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like he's honest. Yeah, like he, yeah, it, I, I like him a lot. I feel like he, and I heard he's rich, like filthy rich from like investments and stuff too. And like, it might be like he doesn't even want to go back into NFL coaching just because he doesn't he, have to. I felt the passion that he had for like, he was like, I have a passion for uh, developing offenses and, and coaching the quarterback position. And it definitely, that's, kind of one of his strengths i think so we'll we'll see where he ends up yeah. um there's been so many fired coaches that were good at x and o's but like sewed content within their coaching staff and players all you need to do is look at hugh jackson's browns to get an idea of what that looks like right. what what cliff was able to do is keep the team together even through this losing streak um you know, the seven game losing streak and to me that's the most impressive part of this so that's that's kind of yeah. the note that I had took before I kind of saw uh, <laughs> the the news. So I wrote, I literally wrote the above opinion, and then went to the Arizona page, and they have fired him. <laughs> this is why the Cardinals will never be a top tier team. They are chasing wins, and they are not building a culture. That's a huge problem. I don't think they'll ever be a contender because they make emotional, rash decisions. They're a dumpster fire right now because their operations isn't functioning well. Their team is going to be gutted. We have guys retiring. To your point, they have a lot of free key free agents. They have a contentious quarterback who now has an opinion on who the coach is going to be. This is a effing disaster. Yeah, and there's. I, I was thinking, I wonder, uh, with them moving up to the third pick in the draft, if they may try, but they can't. They may try to draft a quarterback and get out, get away from Kyler Murray, but you can't. You're, like, locked into that contract now for at least the next Well, you can years. be locked in the contract. You're paying, you know, a league minimum for a rookie anyway, but you're going to lose – the, the whole benefit of, of having a rookie quarterback is, is that you get that for maybe five years of yeah. a reasonable salary so that you can build other things. And if they're really good and transcendent quarterbacks, obviously you have that four or five year window to really make a run at this. They're not going to have that with Kyler Murray. So, yeah, I don't expect them to do that. They're going to have a lot of holes. Um, they're not going to be good next year. No, I think I'm wondering if that, I'm just praying as a Seahawks fan that they try to trade down to get move that pick to somebody that wants a quarterback so that. Um, no, they, they got can, they, they got recoup, too much stuff, but They're, they can recoup more. You, the more picks you have, the more holes you can fill. Though absolutely, I agree, but that's not a move that the the Cardinals make because yeah. they're not a smart. That's probably team. true. Ky Kyler Murray is a fugazi. Mark my words. Couldn't agree more. All right. Rams at Seahawks. Uh, this game was ugly uh, for Seattle. Uh, we were playing against a significantly limited Rams defense, and we were only able to squeak out 19 points. Uh, I think the 12s are excited this week. 
but will be crying in their IPAs come Saturday when San Francisco is up by 21 going into halftime. I have no comment on this game. I will comment <laughs> on this game. All righty. Moving on. Dallas at Washington. Rain throws another interception. That it, He is now 6-4 and four when he does so. You, you texted this to me, and I'm like, who? What are you talking? You're like, Rain Dakota Prescott. I am not going to call him Dak until he stops throwing interceptions. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, that uh, he yeah he didn't look good. It was shocking that Washington was able to beat them with Sam Howell at quarterback. The defense is looking like crap recently too. Uh, like, they're they're injured. Don't have a yeah. lot of don't have a lot of no. size up front on the right. defensive line. And I don't think they have a lot of depth. I think that's what's yeah really, yeah. yeah, that's what's yeah. Really they had to bring a Raider in to put some size on that offensive line. And I think he is on, on the IR right now. Okay. So they're, they're, they're in a lot of trouble going into the playoffs. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to give away my pick yet, but yeah, they're in trouble. So rain has thrown an interception in his last seven games, which is a very interesting streak to take into the playoffs. I, I mean, the one good thing here for Dallas moving forward is their first game in the playoffs against the eight and nine Tampa Bay team. Um, it's a very winnable game, but I'm not sure that they have the depth to go much farther than that. Yeah, I th- I felt like Washington continues to impress on defense. I think Sam Howell looked confident, uh, competent. I mean, yeah, rookie quarterback starting your first game like that's I'm, I'm you know you get a. An, I'm I'm not going to be one of those guys. Like, well, he has a he has an ugly girlfriend. It can't be you know good. That whole like scout level right. ridiculousness. But when he's when he's standing there and he's like surveying, like there's a he's taking that snap. He, his head's on a swivel. It it just feels like he knows what he's doing out there. At least has the confidence in order to do so. Well, so, it felt like he played at North Carolina for like six years or something. It seemed like that guy was there forever. But uh, so I, I another fifth year senior yeah, red shirt freshman. Pretty sure he's, yeah. he's an older older uh, rookie in the NFL for sure. All right, so I'm gonna Ron Rivera seems like a good guy for all intents and purposes, right? Yeah. Um, his players like him, they respect him, but he's not a good coach. No, he is not. They owe him a debt of gratitude for navigating multiple disgusting scandals two congressional committees, a naming con- controversy, and an egomaniac owner. But it's time to move on, this time for football reasons. I agree, man. Um, and I, you know what's going to happen, though? They're not going to fire him until they sell the team, and then they're going to let the new GM and and. Yeah, you can't – in order to maintain the value, you can't have – uh, something in flux. You have to have an established. But if I was the new owner, I mean, I would take a man. What a tough, tough thing. Like, who do you put in in place? Yeah, I mean, you gotta. I'd be like the only team. I'm like, like multicultural operations. I'm like, I'm going. I'm leaning into DEI. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I'm going against everyone else. I'm going to be active. I'm like throwing away the playbook as far as hiring. Right. No one knows anything. I mean, quarterbacks in the first round are a 50-50 prospect. It's like, true. what are we doing here? I could do. I could pick the quarterback at that rate. Honestly, I mean, I'm not. I'm not being facetious either. Like, I could flip a coin and choose somebody. That's what I mean. That's essentially what they do. All right. 
Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what. Him. I don't know where the, what what where you go from there. Because I mean, like, I mean, look at yeah, the, like you mentioned with Arizona, like. Hopefully they get an owner in there that that sees the bigger picture and like like you said that it's not about uh, win, chasing wins, it's about building the culture uh, that you are gonna you know that to you have to have a winning culture. That's what Pete Carroll did in Seattle. That's why Seattle keeps winning. Right. That's why Denver is not doing well. It's because they're chasing. They're wins. in a t- yep. They're chasing wins. They're trying to find that next quarterback or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Next uh, game. Last game of the week. Uh, Detroit at Green Bay. Detroit eliminated Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I didn't think it was going to happen, but it did. Um, they opened the door for Seattle. Seattle's in as a result of this game. Um, man, De- <laughs> Detroit is really trending up. Um, they did a really good job recovering from some of those early season losses to get themselves in a position to make a playoff run. So, it, I mean, at least through uh, week 17, they were in the mix. Um, as for Green Bay, they finished third in their division after this loss and are likely um, unlikely to do much for, in the upcoming free agency. They're not uh, a franchise that's been known for big uh, free agent purchases since um, Reggie White, basically, right. was the last big free agent signing that they had. Uh, ironically led to a Super Bowl win, uh, back-to-back Super Bowls, one win. Um, they don't – man, the draft – I don't know. They drafted pretty well last year in the defense, but they don't have the coaching staff that really knows how to play them very well. They've been in kind of disarray. I think Rodgers has um, probably played his last game as a Packer. I might repeat this. I'm going to hold this over to maybe if we have another um, hot take episode leading up to the next season. Um, We'll see how that goes. But that's a hot take for me. Um, Rodgers has probably played his last game as a Packer. It's kind of an end of an era, if you will. Yeah, I I I think you're right, man. It just seems like uh, I heard who was it? Who's the guy for Fox Sports that not uh, Colin Cowherd is who I'm thinking of? Uh, made a point that it's not a skill problem with Aaron Rodgers. It's a like motivation problem because he doesn't care about football like he used to care about football, or like all these other quarterbacks care about football. You know what I mean? Like he's like he sees the bigger picture of like what life is like and what he doesn't want to be, you know, hobbled after like Jim McMahon after playing in his his football career is over. Um, As I get older, I'm less likely to presume what other people's uh, motivations are in life. And if I look at Aaron Rodgers and kind of what he's done in his career um, in the media, um, I'm even less likely to comment on what his motivations are to your point i think the skill's still there um i don't think he's happy at that team i think this is one of those like you got me a shitty team i'm gonna be shitty and but i'll make it i'll make it work i'll go out there and play every game i'll throw a couple of touchdowns i'll loft some stuff i think we thought he was dead and then he won an mvp so well he's gonna be 40 this december though i think i think it's december so you know that's kind of he's on the back half of his career i mean does he have one left does he have two does he have four it's unlikely he he gets into that um tom brady right uh time frame he's probably got one or two years left tops yeah yeah maybe he goes home i mean you could who knows man you could see him in san francisco next year i think that would be a good fit honestly just two years let him let trey lance sit behind him and learn or brock purdy or whoever I mean, you decide on 
How, I mean, how much does Trey Lance need to? He just needs to be on the field. True. So I don't know maybe, how much more yeah, he needs to learn. He needs him. to learn in real in the games. It's just we'll see. Yeah. But I, yeah, I guess like, well, what do you do if you're so? Say you're San Francisco and you can choose between Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or just riding it out with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy as his backup. So I don't think I go for Tom. Yeah. Because I don't know if his game works with Shanahan's right. game. He he can accurate, he can hit those passes. Can it happen all the time under two and a half seconds? That kind of mm-hmm. thing. Offensive line is good enough to hold up. It might actually be a fit. I don't know. I still think Rogers right now has more arm talent. He can get out of the pocket. I yeah. think he's a better thrower. I've always thought he was a better qu- quarterback. Doesn't mean he's a better player or anything like that. Or I think Aaron Rodgers over the le- his legacy is more important than Tom Brady. Obviously, it's not. Um, as far as um, Lance, I have no idea. I don't know what they see. I saw some good stuff early on in the season. He was moving pretty well. He was yeah. firing a couple of shots down the field that looked real precise. But they lose to the Bears on a rainy day when they should just be running the ball. Yeah. Um, breaks an ankle. I mean, that's really tough to come back from. Um, guys, sometimes they just have this luck where they look really good and they flash and then they get hurt and then they come back and everyone's excited and then, you know, blows out a knee. I, it's, I don't, I don't speak of well-run franchise. I think he's long though, for man. Like they gave up all those draft picks to go up and get him. And they're still like, it's like, it's not even affecting them. Maybe it will in like four or five years. Shanahan's the equalizer. Yeah. He, he will lift your floor no matter where he goes. And I think he's demonstrated that this year. This is some of his best coaching. He's got his team in, in, in the number two seed in the playoffs, home field advantage all the way through into the, unless they play Philly in the, in the NFC championship. Yeah. Um, so honestly, it's his best year of coaching. Brock Purdy, a guy that we've never heard of before this year, is 6-0 and um, with him. I don't know. It just he can, <laughs> Give him anybody. He's got a great defense. It Seems like it. I don't think, DeMar- I don't think Mar- uh, is it DeMarco Ryans? Uh, D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans is going anywhere. No, he seems like a hell of I mean, There's two, was- two, at least two teams that are asking for an interview, and he's right. like, no, nah, I'm good. That's crazy. So Interesting, yeah. All right, so – what are we looking forward to? So let's talk about this. I know we've decided that we're going to go ahead and do kind of a pick them. Um, aside, yeah, aside from our, our weekly bets. So yeah. Let's do our weekly bets first, and then we'll do our pick them contest right. between each other, against each other. All right. So I'm betting on all of them. I'll start with Seattle at San Francisco. I got San Francisco money line and the under 42 and a half um, this week. You betting that game at all? I'm betting San Francisco plus nine and a half. Okay. Okay. And I, I, you know, if it was higher than that, I would bet on it. You know, what's funny is that started off at uh, like minus 10. Yeah. And got, it looks like we got some Seattle money going into today. So I've been tracking kind of like how that's working. Although the money line uh, was pretty locked in on Tuesday at uh, plus um, 385 for Seattle and uh, minus 500 for San Francisco. Interesting. So there is a little money that's going down on Seattle to bring that down to nine and a half. I think that's a decent 
Well, I heard 70% of the money um, in the national championship game came down on TCU. Well, of course, because there's value there, right? But George, I mean, said, yeah, Vegas lost their shirts in that one, man. Yeah. All right. Um, Chargers at Jacksonville. I took the Jacksonville money line. I just, the Chargers, I'm a little, like, sketchy about, like, jumping into that pond right now. Um, They're too inconsistent in their performance. A lot of turnovers on on versus. Uh, yeah, I got you. Las yeah, Vegas. I bet on that one or too. Denver, uh, my Jacksonville uh, plus two against my least favorite NFL team. Uh, go Jacksonville. Go Jags. Go well, Trevor Lawrence. Interesting. So so that started off. That opened up at uh, minus one and a half, and. For Jacksonville, no, for the for, for, uh, for the Chargers, Chargers. and, and it, it's in Jacksonville. It's like yeah, yeah, it's a home in game, and yeah, for Jacksonville, um, it actually a lot of money went down on the Chargers. It's now minus two and a half. Okay, so I, yeah, I, I saw it at plus. It's moving two, that line a little bit. Two, yeah, so I'm yeah, I'm taking Jacksonville plus two. That's crazy. A lot of faith in the Chargers. Yeah, on paper, they're a better team. Why. On paper, they're well, a better they have team. have a mental midget as a head coach, so I'm not too sure that we need to. Well, that's certainly an X factor. I'm, not, I'm definitely not waiting. We're going to, to we're going to for it on fourth down on every play. No punts. I'm. I'm uh... All right. <laughs> I don't want to make you sad. All right, Miami at Buffalo. I took Buffalo here at minus thirteen and a half. I think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a statement game. I'm going to take the over at forty three and a half. So, I. Took Buffalo minus 13 and a half. And I'm also, but so I put a caveat in here. Like I'm, but I'm, I'm just going to roll with Buffalo, but I was going to try to be like, well, if Teddy Bridgewater ends up playing, I think I'm going to take Miami plus 13 and a half, but I thought better about it. And then I remembered who Teddy two gloves is. And uh, I'm just going to stick with Buffalo. Can you, isn't this sad? Like Teddy two gloves, yeah. not Tua. Right. Can't do Tua things. And Tua, like I said, one of my hot takes a couple weeks ago is that Tua is not playing against – he's not playing. I don't even care if they win this game. He's still not playing next week. They're not letting him play again this year. Man, I just – it wins over anything. We'll see. They'll they'll deal with the press. But that kind of lines up with my boy Rick Neuheisel's. You know, if they think that they could potentially get sued, like, hey, uh, we're gonna let you, we're gonna let you uh, go ahead and sit this one out, Your bud. boy. All right, New York Giants. I took the money. I took New York Giants to win at Minnesota, just outright. Yeah, I I actually bet on that money line as well. So. All right, I think the Giants are a feistier team, probably a better team. Um, honestly, this is the best matchup I think the Giants could have asked for. No, that, yeah, I mean, I would feel so much better about the Seattle Seahawks today if we were playing Minnesota on Saturday. Oh, for sure, for sure. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's more options. You ever watch like Endgame, the the Marvel, no, Avengers Endgame? Well, one of the characters, Doctor Strange, like goes in time and looks at like seven million possible options that that something could unfold all these variables honestly if they were really doing this it'd be more like 300 million variabilities but for the sake of this there was only one that beat thanos right that's what seattle has to deal with 
versus San Francisco. Mm. They're looking at 7 million possible outcomes and only one is going to work. And I think Geno Smith has to die in order for it to happen. <laughs> oh, man. We'll see. Or Geno Smith has to turn into 2014 Russell Wilson. <laughs> Locke comes in and throws three touchdowns. Game over. All right. Oh, roasted. All right. Baltimore at Cincinnati. I have the Cincinnati money line. Uh, I'm just going chalk on this. I don't know what to do with Baltimore what was game the, to game. I had the point spread on that one, but did you So have uh, it started off minus six, and it moved Cincinnati minus seven and a half. Okay, I did take – I think when I looked at it, I had Cincinnati minus eight, and I still went with it just because I think – you know, I'm Damn. a little bit I'm a little bit nervous about the defense, the Baltimore defense, but I just feel like – Joe Burrow, Eight's a lot for this Joe team, Burrow though. steps up in the right. Like he he plays big in big games. So. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Cool. Yeah, I was just I'm not touching the point spread. I'm just gonna go. I feel like Cincinnati's gonna win this game. Just my emotions. Well, you're giving up all, all, all your up. picks for our uh, pick'em later, but let's go. <laughs> what else? We got? I mean, what are we doing here? I Dallas know. at Tampa Bay. I'm picking Tampa. Same. They're an underdog. Same. I took the points, so what was over the point? Like three points, two and a half points. Two and a half points, yeah, uh, Dallas minus two and a half. Yeah, I got Dallas. I got, uh, I got uh, Tampa Bay plus two and a half. Man, I just don't know. I just It's going to be so close. We'll see what version of Tampa Bay shows up. What version of those receivers are we right. going to see? And uh, we should uh, – we'd be remiss not to discuss the fact that this is be the first uh, week that we have a Monday night football uh, game during the playoffs. That makes no difference for me, honestly. That's pretty awesome. I'm just happy. I, more football. I mean, it's just more. I'm not really looking forward to this game particularly, yeah. but it feels like they put the bookends like Seattle, San Francisco, and then this game. I like the. the I mean, I guess they could have done Buffalo and Miami would have been the next all, shittiest game all but. season. I have to focus on this shit four days a week. I mean, I'm not getting paid for this. Whether you guys, you probably believe it if you listen to this. We don't get paid for this. No. So. You don't get. I don't get paid. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm you might joking. be pulling some stuff on the side for this. Just give me ten no, percent. Give me something. Me anything, trust me. So, I'm doing this shit for fun. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm dedicating four full days of my life to this. Right. Wait. Now it's just that's Saturday, not even true. Sunday, Monday. It's well, it's Wednesday. Sunday on a normal week. Right. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I'm doing Wednesday, work for the podcast. Wednesday, we're recording. Thursday we have a game. So, so like five, five days, days out of the week I dedicate to a big chunk of my time to this podcast and all the stuff that we're doing. Again, again I hope you like it. Um, Absolutely. But if you don't, keep quiet. <laughs> but I am so happy to, to be reducing the amount of days that I have to watch content. Right. So when they add my uh, Monday, I'm like, ugh. Now I got to pay attention. I wonder on if they're gonna. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna have a Monday night game in uh, the second week as well. No, I mean because it gets down to three. You know, four, four teams. Four games, right? Yeah, they can't. Yeah. So wait, wait, we. I guess they could. We, make we got four, games. four. Yeah, four games. Eight teams, right? Yeah. Well, six, six games this week. Yeah. So we, we go down to three teams. So yeah, plus the one seeds. Right. So eight teams. Four. Yeah. Okay. So I'm yeah, not four total games next week. Yeah. Which I'm assuming will be two Saturday, two Sunday. Yeah, exactly. And then they'll play probably the uh, championship games. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. One right after the other on Sunday. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I can't remember what they did last year. I thought maybe they did one Saturday, one Sunday. Either way, it doesn't matter. I hate when they do the one. Just give it to me. 
Yeah. Just let me consume Sunday football for. Well, hey, man, at least you know that two weeks after that game will be Super Bowl Sunday, and you only you're not even gonna have to make you're not even gonna have to watch a game the week in between, and then the week of uh, the Super Bowl, you got one, one and done, baby. Let's go. That will be nice. I'm planning to come over here and watch the game like last year. So absolutely, let's man. let's get that in the books. Absolutely. Have a cocktail, watch some football. I might take some notes, but you probably to, not. You don't have to twist my arm. I talk too much shit when I'm over here. All right. Um, so let's do our picks. Okay. So I'm just going to run through my real quick, and we'll get yours. Yep. I got San Francisco to win, Jacksonville to win, Buffalo to win, Giants to win, Cincinnati to win, Tampa to win. I have the exact same thing. And I, I thought, I was like, this man, is... I'm just going to pick the Giants and Tampa Bay to try to throw a wrench into, because I figured Mike <laughs> would go ch- more chalk than me, but I have the same goddamn thing. There okay. you go. All right. This was a fun bit. All right, so you have your questions. Ask Mike. All right. What are your questions? So Shoot the first one. The first one that I sent you, uh, what is more important? And I'm, I'm asking this question. It's a definitely a pointed question. I'm asking this question from the perspective of a team that is not that good, definitely not, not a Super Bowl contender. Is it better to get a one game – go to San Francisco, get your brains beat in and have an off season next. So clearly our example here is the Seattle Seahawks or or the Miami Dolphins. I mean, it could be either way, but uh, to knowing that you were more than likely going to play Seattle or uh, San Francisco in the plus. Anyway, I just want to know if you think in that situation, is it more important to get a game of playoff experience under these young guys, belts, Kenneth Walker, Tariq Woolen, guys like that, or is it better to have, you know, because I mean, that pretty much, them winning on Sunday costs them probably six to eight spots in draft order. Yeah, they're, they're going to come in somewhere between 12 and 14, I think. 12 and like 16, depending on where they fell, okay. right? For a period of right. time. And now they're, now like they're the 20. 20, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, what. what so, essentially, should a team tank? Yes. All right. I think no. I think it is important to get um, experience, especially in these things. Plus, like, what are we doing here? The thing about football that I think is different than any other sport, you're not playing seven games. You're not in a five-game tournament in the first round like baseball. All you need to do is win one game. And there is potential to win one game. Any team can walk into any stadium and win one time. This is both the joy and the delusion of the NFL because sometimes we buy in it too much. But to your point, I think it's super important that these players get in the uh, idea of winning, the idea of competing. This helps their career. It helps the coach's career. It is something that you can hang on your wall at, at at the stadium. You know, you could hang from the rafters in certain situations. Wild cards. Not wild cards, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like, you win your division, it goes up. You win the the NFC Championship, it goes up. You win the Super Bowl, it goes up. Right. So there's all sorts of things that you can achieve as a team. And I don't think it's the same as it is for basketball. Basketball, you have 12 dudes. Five, not even five that really matter. Probably three that really matter. So tanking for a number one generational talent makes more sense the hit rate for the nfl is maybe 25 33 percent 
Yeah. Do you Probably. do you want to bet your entire career on tanking that and that all the chips are going to fall into the right place so that you get a transcendent player that's going to change your paradigm the next season? Like, what are the chances that's going to happen? So it really I mean, doesn't what, matter yeah. if we get the four seed but what, yeah. I mean, or the what, five seed. I guess what, um, you know, you look at it like what pick did, I mean, um, Kansas City had a mid-round pick in 2017 when they drafted Patrick Mahomes. He just they got lucky. Sure. And you know, I mean, so he what he would have been gone. I mean, yeah. So I guess if they would have made the playoffs, stuck into the playoffs that year with Alex Smith, then they're probably not getting him. There, and there, there is occasion to your point where it has worked, but it's very, very rare. Right. Indianapolis. Post um, Manning, they went what one in. 15 or something like that well, that he, season. he wasn't even posted. He just got hurt, remember, and was missed that the whole season. No, so. I know, but, I mean, yeah. p- without and then, him. Right, and then He never out. played another game with him. That's why yeah, I was yeah, like, okay. that's why I said yeah, post. I he might have been still on the payroll right. for that season. But, yeah. And so but then, then they, they bring in Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. Yeah, and, I mean, luck and, into luck. <laughs> and they, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if and, you know, Andrew Luck could easily still be playing football at a high, high level, but he obviously had – you know, bigger plans. Well, that aside, I mean, he still got them to several AFC championship games. He was like 12, 12 and four, 13 and three, like guaranteed. I mean, he was a really, really good prospect. One of the best prospects in the history of the game. And I think he, for the most part was worth it. Right. He got lacerated literally. And it just, I can't do this anymore, guys. Right. And, that's just a function of the operations not giving him what he needs to protect him. All right. So that's that's a different equation. But yeah, okay. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. I don't necessarily the win you, but... this year or the the playoff experience this year is more valuable than a potential hit at number 12. at number five and at number twenty. Because okay. at number five, they have seven different people they can go with. Right. Depending on how things unfold, but, I'm, I'm going to get to my I'm going to get to my take in a minute. Um, all right, second question, Mike. And I don't even remember exactly how I do have it. If you were the Bears, out. would you consider trading uh, Justin Fields and drafting a quarterback at number one? The answer is no. Okay. Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't. Think it's I all would about either. development. I don't think he's, I would either. He's there. He's making improvement. And as we discussed earlier, improvement's not linear. He has made massive jumps this year. He has some work to do, no question. They need to stop running him downhill like um, Cam Newton. He's going to hurt himself. But if we can get him moving a little bit, running when it's necessary, not taking those hits at the goal line with the safety, I would like to like not, ha- not see that too much. But he has the deep. He has the big arm. I think he can get it downfield. He has the touch. He hit a couple of guys in the corner um, on some great, great passes. I think the potential is there. I think you got to ride with him. You got to develop him, and then use that first pick, probably as you discussed earlier, to trade down because you need volume picks now. You have a lot yeah, of holes. Yeah, they were. I mean, I I've been kind of scouring mock drafts on the internet, which is like the dumbest thing in the history of the world to do, but uh, I just can't, couldn't help it this week, um, and just drowning in my own tears, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I, I think they 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 could potentially trade down twice because you could probably go from one to four with Indianapolis, 
who is dead. Like, you never know what cocaine Jim Irsay is going to do. So he could come Hilarious. up. Always and, on uh, that one. So he, you know, like, it, it's probably to move from four to one is you're probably looking at a first and a second round pick next year as well as just moving down three spots. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, and they could even go one further. Because, like, I mean, how much does – I guess – like that's my my prayer, I guess my my hope, my wish is that they decide to move down twice and let somebody who's looking for a quarterback come up because uh, that would potentially uh, send one of two generational uh, defensive players, at least thought to be generational defensive players, into Seattle's lap. But um, yeah, I don't think I'd trade him either. And if if they are going to trade him, um, I hope that John Schneider gets on the phone real quick. Player development. That's an important piece of a success, successful franchise. If you can't do it, then you should do whatever you can to just get talent. Yeah. All right? And, and if, just hope that that talent. Right. The good teams go, I have somebody I can work with in Justin Fields. I need volume because I have some gaps. You got to be honest with the decisions that you've made. You got to chalk it up when you, when you have to. Right. You got to develop when you need to. Yeah. Draft accordingly. Yep. Good yep. questions this week, man. Yeah. Made me think. All, All right. right. Take corner. You, the floor is yours. I have nothing here. You have nothing? Okay, my, my hot take, Mike. Oh, I'm excited. My hot take. Can't and wait. I think I'm pretty sure I already texted you this. I've texted about everybody I know this uh, who <laughs> watches football. Put it out in the world. Sunday was a top five worst day in Seahawks history. Not only does the scumbag Brandon Staley and the disgusting Los Angeles Chargers lose to the Denver Broncos and cost Seattle the number three pick in the draft, but if Houston doesn't throw that goddamn Hail Mary at the end of the game and then go for two points, Lovey Smith, I hope they made you ride a goddamn bus, a Greyhound bus back to wherever you live. Uh, because that put... That gave Indianapolis another loss, put them ahead of us. So now Seattle's drafting fifth in a class with three game-changing talents that we're not getting any of. And then, to top it off, we go out and barely beat the goddamn Rams. We, we're three and five down the stretch. You know who our three wins are against? We beat the Rams twice, once in overtime. And the Jets. Yeah. And we beat the Jets with no quarterback. Or a quarterback with, like, three broken ribs. Pathetic. We lost to the Raiders at home. We lost to the Carolina Panthers at home. We lost – I mean, good Lord, man. We, we do not belong in the playoffs. How we got a 9-8 and eight record, this team is probably – how many, where would you put the Seattle Seahawks in your power rankings right now? 20th? 21st? There's at least four non-playoff teams that are better, five non-playoff teams that are better than the Seahawks. Green Bay, Detroit. Uh, I don't know if Green Bay is better. Green Bay is better than the Seattle Seahawks. But we lost to the entire NFC South. I, I hear The you. worst division in, call, in uh, professional football. I, I'm, at a, I'm, just, I'm disgusted. And I'm disgusted seeing all these 12s 12 fan I hate even call it you know the only people that they didn't start using the nickname 12s until after we won the Super Bowl when all these freaking bandwagon idiots got on no it was Sam Adams what I don't care whatever anyway he brought that blue from Texas blue Friday BS 
all this shit. These people are all happy. Oh, they made the playoffs. Who gives a damn? We're about to go get – we're going to see one of the worst – I don't want Geno Smith back anymore. I'm done with him now. I'm just – it's – I'm pissed. I am pissed, Mike. This team is terrible, and they have just – every chance they get, they ruin my dreams. They have one chance to destroy Thanos, and I think they, they're going to give it their all this, this week. I mean, now that they're in the playoffs, like, yeah, I mean, we might as well win one, but Jesus Christ, man. We just talked about how it doesn't matter. None of it matters. It matters to me. The NFL draft is my favorite thing. It's my favorite non-sporting event, sporting event of the year. The way this is unfolding, I mean, we could still get, is it Walker? It's uh, It's not yeah, Walker was no, last it's year. it's Carter. Carter. We can still get Carter with Georgia. I don't think so. Because you wouldn't, you you don't go into, the, you don't jump into the first round, into the first pick, unless you have an, your eye on a quarterback. Right. So, so quarterback there. Raiders are like, there. But, Raiders are going to go quarterback. But Raiders aren't ahead of us. Uh, I mean, the Colts are going to go quarterback. Right. Like, there's going to be two but, quarterbacks in the first But picks. if Chicago... Chicago just, goes edge. Right, but if Chicago drops down with... Indianapolis, they still stay ahead of us. And the Cardinals aren't drafting a quarterback, and they're at number three. So they're going to take either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, and then the Bears are going to take the other one. If I was Indianapolis, I wouldn't drop down to one from three. To f- f- go to four. Four? F- go from four to one. So let's. So who's one? Bears. Houston. Yeah. Houston's two. So three is? Cardinals. Okay. They don't need a quarterback. No. Four. Indianapolis. Quarterback. So, so we just have who, to hope whoever jumps up in front. We need it to not be Indianapolis. Now, here's my point. Whoever jumps in front, if it's the Bears, they're not taking a quarterback. There's something to worry about there. Well, the Bears are already there. My point is, if the Bears take their pick at number one, it won't be a quarterback. Oh, right. Right. Okay. Right. If they trade out, my guess it's going to be for a quarterback. Yes, so then you've got quarterback, quarterback, Cardinals quarterback us we're gonna have the pick of the litter but not if i'm saying like everybody thinks that the colts are the most likely team to move up to number one and they're at four right ahead of us so then chicago takes the next a non-quarterback they're not drafting a quarterback but it doesn't matter they would take a non-quarterback in the first place if they picked at one well right but i mean that takes away the two guys that we want because the cardinal, one of them, the cardinals are going to get one. Potentially, and the bears are going to get one. But if they go just, but if they go to the Colts, it's the same problem. Right. We need somebody below. We need somebody from behind us to jump. My up point is, I don't think it'll matter. We'll get. We need so much help on defense. It'll be fine. Oh man, just so disappointing. Watched. I wasted time watching all of these goddamn. Carter Denver had two Broncos tackles in that in week. the championship. In the championship, two tackles. I know. Now, I don't know what he does to soak up the middle there. I didn't watch any of the film. That was a disgusting game. But, um, you know, I don't know. We'll see. God. Yep. All right. Well, moving on. Let's go. Let's get on to something. That was your. That was the one and only take That's we all. Had? That's the only okay. goddamn take I have, Mike. I got a couple of things, but nothing like some personal stuff. What do you got for diversity? Uh, diversity. I finished up watching the Paramount TV TV show. Tulsa King, mm. written and I guess created by Taylor Sheridan, starring Sylvester Stallone. Hey, uh, so good. Martin yeah. Starr from uh, 
Silicon Valley. He's been in a few different things. Pretty funny guy. Uh, very dry humor. And then Andrea Savage, who, if anybody out there hasn't seen the TV show, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure it's available on Netflix. Um, and it is hilarious. But uh, it's about an ex-con mobster, Sylvester Stallone, sent by the boss of his family after serving a 25-year prison sentence. Uh, when he gets out, they send him to Tulsa, Oklahoma to, like, set up shop and start, you know, shaking down businesses for protection, and which is pretty – I mean, it, it's – What's his, what's his name? Of, oh, God. Because he gets – Stallone takes the corniest names. Oh, my God. I can't, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, but it, it's hilarious. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll think of it in just a second. But, yeah, it's uh, – Just vamp. We have technology. Right. I know. He's uh, – he's so quick-witted in the show. It's my favorite thing I've seen Sylvester Stallone do probably since one of the Rocky movies. Uh, It just fits him well. There are a number of great kind of character actors that you've seen in other things. Um, Definitely worth a watch if anybody out there uh, is is looking for something to binge. Dwight Manfredi. Dwight Manfredi. It's fucking ridiculous. Boom. Well, Dwight, I mean, Dwight's not a, a, an Italian name, bro, at all. <laughs> Got the man Freddy in there. Anyway, give it a watch. It's, it, if you want something, it's, it's something you can just kind of put on and not have to think. And, uh, it's, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. So. All right, I'll leave it to the audience to check it out. Um, anything else going on? Oh, tell me about your experience at the card show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean... Uh, so, so me and a friend Eric went up to this. Uh, Was it your buddy Eric? Baseball card, yeah. Okay. Uh, sports card show, I should say. Um, at the, I, I, it used to be called the Super Mall in Auburn, but now it's called something like Outlet Collection in Seattle or something. Or Seattle Outlet Collection in Auburn or something. Anyway, went there, um, <laughs> and it's just set up like basically in the middle of kind of like the like the, the hallway, yeah. yeah, the concourse or whatever you want to call it in the middle of the uh, mall. And are there booths or yeah, is it just it a just series tables. of fold up tables? It's like tables just set up kind yeah. of uh, like kind of rectangles of tables and all Here's my ben- best stuff. Vendors. It's right out the here. The vendors are all in the middle. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was fun. Man. It was funny to like kind of cruise around and, and see the different people setting up and, um, you know, kids coming through looking at cards and getting all excited. And um, did yeah. you get anything? I didn't pick anything up, but uh, I did take a few things with me to see. If anybody was buying, I have some like Julio Rodriguez rookie autograph stuff that I was. Were you able to move your Zach Wilson stuff? Didn't thank God, Mike, that you talked me out of buying any Zach Wilson stuff. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So yeah, no, the card show was fun, man. I mean, I I might give it another, uh, you know, breeze through again. It's, it's tough to go like on a football su- weekend, you know. I was That's surprised, what, honestly, that you were leaving on a Sunday. Well, I had a few people call me and like. Uh, show up at your house. Where are you at? And I'm like, why? I saw um, Josh's truck yeah. out there forever. I assume you're yeah. on your way back. Yeah, when you just we you just waited. Yeah, we were for sure. Um, but yeah, we had a great time. I mean, it was it was a good time. It was yeah, a yeah. fun day for sure. Honestly, um, it would have been nice to go. I didn't. Obviously, I'm not going to invite myself or anything like that. I know if I would have, hey, can I go? You would have said, oh, yeah, come along. Man, yeah. um, but I mean, I had stuff to do. We just gotten a new dog. That, I'll transition right yeah, into. That's uh, actually why I didn't ask you. Yeah. I figured you were you were hemmed up with the dog. So we, so we 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 love corgis at our house. We have one. Her name is Lilu, and we got another one this Saturday. Uh, named him Logan. He's uh, eight weeks old. Um, as of last Friday, um, 
he's freaking just, adorable, bro. He's, he's, he's adorable. Fine. He's he's a really cool dog so far. Your um, wife and daughter brought, came over with yeah. you and brought him with. It was I you, you had sent me a couple pictures and he's just adorable in the photos, but got up close, man. The, I told your wife I wish that like if, if I could have a dog that stayed that size, I would definitely get him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like that dog is so freaking cute, man. I'm excited to kind of like see where they become. So already like my other Corgi, Lilu, is kind of um, uptight, if you will. She's yeah. she's not super friendly. Um, she's kind of skittish, and we were worried. And she gets, like, irritated when people touch her, like when she doesn't want to be touched, like, like a lot of growling. For us, like humans, it's like whatever. Um, she's not vicious or anything, just kind of like, Ugh, get off me, kind of like that. Right. That vibe, uh, don't touch me. Um so we were really worried how the the new pup would kind of integrate with her, but they're already like playing and tug of war and the whole thing. And I kind of throw the ball out and they go chasing after it. And they kind of, the Logan kind of attacks her. They're, they're getting a good vibe going. Um, they're only about a year and a half apart just in general. So um, as they're going to kind of grow up together. So in about a year to year and a half, Logan's going to be, you know, almost full size. Um, Lilu will be, you know, pretty much the same size as she is now by that point they'll know each other like it never knew a life without it right without each other they're going to be the same size same and they're opposite dispositions which is really good so are you thinking of uh breeding them together at some point or oh no lilu's fixed um we're gonna fix logan after about a year um you have to wait about a year um because of i guess there's health concerns with uh with males getting it getting them neutered too early oh, okay so we'll wait a year but we actually as part of getting right, good i didn't want a goddamn puppy mill next door okay <laughs> they're all they're they're purebred so right. when we get them from the breeder um we have to sign a document that says that we will get them neutered and can't breed them oh wow so i didn't realize that okay or i mean they wouldn't get certified by any of we could actually like do it we can just like lie to them and just sell corgis on the street but i mean that's not what we do right. we we have the dogs i just didn't know I, I, yeah i guess dogs have multiple have litters of, of, of uh, puppies not just one so. yeah yeah so yeah I think they I'm had a couple. There's 19 total dogs of the two litters oh, wow. that she had that she was working with. I'm just with, throwing so. out my uh, my dog knowledge here. <laughs> it's extensive. Don't they have multiple dogs at the same time? Yeah, um, <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, but so that's fun. I'm not getting a lot of sleep. I think we've we've been getting up. So Angie works for a company that's on the East Coast, and most of the time it doesn't matter. But we're going into the new year. They're starting some. Um, like committees and stuff. So she has to like, she has meetings at like four thirty in the morning, Ooh. five in the morning. Yikes. She's, she's talking with Asia, um, their Asia offices, India offices at like eight o'clock at night. So she's kind say, of burning just, the, 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 the candle on both ends at the say, moment. Is she, she's just talking to Asia, the continent. Or? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The <laughs> entire, hello, Asia. Asia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, none of that stuff, but there's like offices scattered throughout the, the, okay. the, the, the world. So uh, once she gets up, like all the dogs kind of wake up, which means I have to wake up because she's in a meeting and can't like get them food and do all the stuff that, you know, get them outside. So I have to get up. Now I'm up. It's like six o'clock. I'm up. So I just have to stay up. And like today I was like exhausted by like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. I was like, I need to take a nap on the couch. 
There you go. So and we've been going I, to bed I, I at text, like. I text Mike. I'm like, hey, can we push this back a little bit tonight instead of uh, recording at 4:30? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Great. We had everybody loaded and ready to walk over here with the dog at 4:30, and he just last minute, last oh, minute's my me. Bad. Nah, it's fine. This is funny. Yeah. So, um, not a lot of sleep at the moment. You know, you're constantly walking around, making sure he doesn't, you know, go to the bathroom in the house. It's you have to varying levels of success, um, but it's fun. You know, Lilo's having a good time. He seems to be happy. Um, it's just a bright spot in the house, but just like anything, babies, kids, if you have any of those, you know, I'm sorry, babies, puppies, if you have anything like that, it's there's a certain level of, of work that you have to put in to get them to a point where they're a little bit more plug and play. Yeah. I don't know that feeling, but I don't have kids or, or dogs, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I t- I'll take your word for it. Yeah, so, yeah. A lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. He's adorable, man. Like I, like I'm glad uh, that he gets bigger and he doesn't stay that size because I would definitely be uh, trying to buy one of those. As not, well. not too big though. I mean, I think yeah, Lilo right Lilo. now She's is about four, 35, 40 pounds. Um, medium sized dog. They call him just right. based on weight, but they got the little legs. Cutest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, they are, man. Yeah. They, no, they're, they're, uh, he's adorable for sure. So final thing I'm, my my wife has been doing this now for about a week. Um, I'm going to do a three-day juice, uh, I guess, cleanse, refresh, or whatever. So there's this place in Olympia, um, down where we live, audience. Um, I think it's called Zoe's Juices or something like that. They do this thing where they, they give you these specific juices that you take at specific times of the day, and you go pick those up. It's three days' worth. And I'm just going to, the last time I did this, like my body was like not up for it. Like I was getting headaches. I was starving. It was like, the, and I did it. I could, I only lasted like a day and a half and it, I was miserable. So I'm going to try this again and see if it works Yeah. and well, see if I can make it to three days. I'm going to do it like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because all I have to do is work like on a computer at a desk work. Um, I can take a break from the gym. I can take a break, you know, from yard work or anything physical and just focus on like rest when I need to, things like that. Cause I'm, I'm anticipating a bathroom close by. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating that uh, I need to be kind of <laughs> at home quite a bit. So yeah, I bet. we'll see. I'll report, I'll report later, probably right. next week on, on how this all goes. So it's how long is it? For? Three days. It's just three days. Okay. So I wake up eight o'clock. I have a shake or not a shake, but a, a juice, juice. Yeah. At like 10 o'clock a juice. 12, two, four, I guess. Is there six, eight? I think eight. Maybe they split up in three hours, but it's like basically eight to eight. Interesting. Yeah. You do this. That'll be cool, man. So we'll yeah, see. I, I, I'm anxious to hear how it And then goes. basically 12 hours of fasting, which, whew. See, yeah, I mean, so everybody knows by this point, I, if you're still listening, that I'm in a wheelchair. So um, I get into bed at night. I'm not, like, getting up to go raid the fridge or anything, and I usually stop eating by about 5 or 6. Um, oh, sure. And then sure. I don't eat again until the next day at, like, 10.30 or 11 after, probably probably about 11. Are you used I'm to up. it at this point? Or? And yeah, it's, like, it's not even hard. I mean, it would probably be hard as hell if I could, like, get up and, like, go. Yeah, sometimes I'll, like, wake up in the morning. I'm like, man, because, like, I usually wake up about 
six o'clock and then somebody comes in to help me kind of get dressed and get out of bed around nine. Uh, but in that like few hours time where I'm just sitting in bed watching TV or whatever, I'm like, damn, man, if I could, you know, at least grab some coffee or yeah, freaking. I'll probably still do something. the coffee in the morning. They say no caffeine because it leads uh, to like hunger and stuff. But I, I think it's too much for me to like avoid everything. I haven't had any like alcohol or anything for like a week and a half. So nice. that, that's pretty much done. Well, I, and you saw you, we were, uh, when you came in, we were drinking, a. I guess a ginger beer and some like some Fancy friends Irish brought whiskey. over some like Irish whiskey yeah. from the Jameson uh, distillery oh, that you I guess you can't get in, sure yeah in the United States so I was like well shit I'm gonna I'll try like a little sip of that so I had probably just like a few drinks but yeah I haven't I've been trying to really kind of like watch my diet watch my carb intake stuff sure. like that sugar intake so I've kind of put aside drinking for trying I mean I was on a week but i had a couple sips of a sure, of sure. A ginger whiskey tonight but um yeah i'm kind of on the same same page as you man so that's awesome let's uh making better decisions as we get yeah, move into our 40s right be healthy man let's go all right cool yeah fun stuff I'll, I'll more feedback on that tomorrow did you have any other diversity items no that was it man i i was pretty caught i mean with like the national championship game and stuff sure. i kind of watched so it was just kind of paying attention to all the pageantry surrounding that as well but it was such a freaking blowout man it's not even worth talking about there you go look it up yes sir all right all right jeremy as we've discussed the nfl playoffs represent the end of one existence and the beginning of another the team has died a thousand deaths each time reinventing themselves brighter stronger and purer than before from the midst of destruction they become the creator of themselves From the midst of darkness, they became their own source of light.